youth and, and so many young folks uh, that are just, man, they're following God and doing what he asked them to do, and that's good stuff. And so um, I think sometimes uh, adults need to kind of take a peek in at the youth and uh, be encouraged by them and, and uh, inspired by them, too. So anyway, that was all free. That won't cost you anything today. Um, but we are in a series about giving thanks. We're, we're talking about being thankful for uh, what we have. This is, you know, series uh, just going to be kind of a short one. We're going to kind of bounce around here for a couple weeks, and then, uh, then we're going to get into to Christmas. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm so excited about that. And um, ha- just how many of you are going to be traveling over the Christmas holidays anywhere, uh, uh, anywhere, anywhere, like even within like an hour or so, you're going to have to pack up some stuff and go. Yeah, so a lot of you. So um, our series is actually going to be about uh, traveling light and how to travel over the holiday season uh, and be inspired how to travel on into, into the new year. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, you, hopefully you'll be around for that, um, even if you got to travel. So anyway, here's the cool things. Um, this series is, is just about giving thanks. It's about just um, being very simple. And, and quite honestly, I'm just going to tell you the two messages you're going to hear, um, if you've been here a while, you've probably heard them. Because they're just two of my favorite sermons that I, on, on being thankful. And they're the ones that I, I try to live my life by. And uh, I try to always keep these thoughts in my head. I have them written down, uh, places that I will see them on a regular basis and be reminded of them. Because can I just tell you that we live in a very critical world, right? Our, our world loves to be critical of everything, to be negative, to find the fault with whatever we can find fault with. If you just turn on the news, it is, it is as negative as it can be, Right? Um, and then um, if something good happens, you know, if you watch the news, where is always the good stuff? It's the last thing before you, it goes off the air. Like they have some kind of good little segment that I guess maybe that's to encourage us as they go off the air. But, but that's where we find it because we live in such a critical complaining society. And uh, complaining is one of those things that it's almost like taking on an art form. You know, in the, uh, just after the service, we're going to have our URE 301, which is about finding your shape for ministry. And shape is, is kind of an acronym for finding out how you're made and, and, and how God designed you specifically to serve. And so lots of times we get plugged into ministries and doing things that we're really not even designed to do. And that's what that class is going to uh, help, help you be able to determine. So we hope you'll stay if you're, if you're interested in that. But, but what happens is we're going to go through and fi- you're going to find out what your spiritual gift is. And, and can I just tell you that for so many people, I, I think complaining has become a spiritual gift of, uh, of some, some sorts for them. And uh, it's not a bl- biblical one. It's not a godly spiritual gift, but it's become one that we've, that we've really gotten good at focusing in on. People will send me messages and they'll have 25 sentences of negative stuff. Have one if something positive happens. And I'm like, can we maybe start to like flip that and let's find 25 good things and just tell me the bad thing in like one sentence. Because you're so focused on the negative that the good stuff totally gets left out. And so we need to be able to flip that switch. And that's what this series is going to be hopefully going to help you and I do even better than maybe we do already. We complain about so many things and we get so focused on it. We, we complain about the weather, Right. I mean, think about it. We complained about how hot it was, didn't we? You know, but there you go. 
you got what you asked for. Because now you're complaining because it's too cold. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's too dry. And then it's too wet. And then it's to this, and it's to that. And so we, we go back and forth. We're always finding the negative, right? We complain about everything. I mean, just think about, uh, you, you, you know, drivers. Uh, how many of you think that you are an above-average driver? Just curious. Raise your hand. How many of you think you are a, an above-average driver? Yeah, so see, we must have all of them in here, because out there, they ain't, there is none, right? I don't see any, you know, and, and so this, just this week, um, somebody was kind of um, having fun with me, and they said, hey, um, I wanted to show you what I think of every time you talk about your, your, your um, let's don't call it road rage, but um, it's, it's that rage that I have on the road. But, but, I, but they sent me this thing, and this is kind of what it looked like. Check this out. Of course, I was the big blue guy, right? That's what they, they sent me that. So I had, you know, it was like, uh, that is a, a pretty good representation, I think, of me uh, in, in the car. But anyway, we complain about everything. People are too fast, too slow. They do this, they do that. We, we find things. We go to a, a fast food restaurant, and we complain because it takes them three minutes to get us our food. Right? Yeah, that's right. It should be two, right? You know? Um, and, uh, and so, or we complain about the, the people who take our orders, that they're not friendly, they're not this, and so then they put in a, a machine that you can do it, and then we complain about that, right? So it's always something that we find to complain about. We go into our, uh, into our uh, driveways, we push a button, a door goes up, we can pull our cars in, shut, push a button, the door shuts behind us, we can go in and it's air conditioned, and then it's, you know, it's like too cold. We open up our cupboard, and we look at it, it's full of food, but we always say there's what? Nothing to eat, right? And then we go into our closets that are just packed full of stuff, and we say we have nothing to, you know, and it's just, we do it. We complain about everything, and we are so negative so much of the time. And I think sometimes we don't even know it, you know? And so sometimes, you know, around my house, I have to say, you know, I have to just stop in the middle of conversations and say, okay, well, wait a minute. So what happened, what, was, what happened good today? What, what, you know, because, you know, it becomes these real negative about this or that, 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 okay, whoa. So what was good? You ever had to just, have you ever just stopped yourself and said, okay, you know what, what was good today? Because I think if we'll stop and ask the question, what was good today? Then maybe we could focus on the good, and, and the good can be something that pushes us over to the side or over the edge of, of this being a good day versus how bad it seemed to have been. We, we get so focused in on, on the negative. I know for me, I'm, you know, many times, I, you know, like it, I get stuck in it. And so we have to be very careful. And that's why this, this uh, to what we're going to talk about today is so important to me because it's, it is one that I try to keep in front of me. And let me just tell you, I'm not very good at it sometimes because I always want more, I always want better, I always want this, I always want that, da, 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 da. right? And so, so we want to learn how to do that because what we found is that gratitude, when we have this mindset of gratitude, it opens us up for so many other positive things in our lives. That when we can have gratitude and be thankful, then we become more generous. 
because we realize what we have and what we we're blessed to, to, to be able to hold on to. Uh, we realize that we can be more compassionate because we realize, you know what, as bad as our situation is, there's a lot of people with worse situations. And, and so it helps us to be able to be more encouraging, more positive, and all of the things that, that we really need to be in order to make our world a better place. And so I want to show you today from a pretty interesting story in the in, in uh, the book of Luke from the, from the Bible about how to, how to maybe view this and see this from a whole different perspective. How do we become more, um, more thankful? How do we become uh, people who look at the positive of life rather than always focusing in on the negative? In this story, we see that Jesus encountered some guys, and they were in a very interesting um, situation, and, and he was able to to do something really cool. And so if you have your Bibles or your phone app, or you can just track along here, um, uh, on, your, uh, on the back of your program, there's just some slots, right? So we just, I want you to be able to just write some things down. So today I want to invite you to write down the, the, the things that we're going to talk about. Now, you might want to just jot down your scripture references and go home and read them for yourself. Because listen, don't, don't ever just assume that I got it all right. I'm going to do my best, but don't ever assume that. So maybe write down this scripture, Luke 17, uh, beginning in verse 11, says this, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men, help me out, how many? 10, ten right? Like 10. Okay, 10. 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So now, now, when you read this, these guys are, man, they're, they're calling out, you know, have mercy on us. And so you, we might just say, oh, they just felt bad for their situation. But you need to understand what leprosy was in this day and time, what this would mean for them. The things that they would have to go through as lepers in order to, to just live their lives. Uh, they had a disease that would literally take parts of them away. You know, they, and so they would, they would have to tear their clothes so that people would recognize them as a leper. They would have to keep their hair in kemp as, so people would recognize them. They would, um, they would have to, you know, if someone was coming at them, they would have to yell out, unclean, unclean. You know, kind of like teenage boys should do after gym, you know, <laughs> just to warn everybody. Um, but, but it's like, sorry, guys. Anyway, I'm just, I was one, right? So, um, so here's the thing. They would have to make sure that people understood that, they, that there was something about them that was different and they needed to avoid them. They would have to cross the street so that they wouldn't come in contact with people. Their life was very, uh, it was very tough. And then on top of that, not only would they have to do those things, but here they were with this disease that would give them these, these and quite, I'm just going to be, gonna be pretty, pretty vivid with you, but there would be these oozing sores on them. Uh, that would that would be painful and and that they would see and then there would be you know they would lay down at night and they would lose the you know as they lost the feeling in their extremities and things and and the rats would come along and they would chew them the ends of their their fingers off and and then eventually parts would just literally drop off of them and we you know kelly and i went to india several years ago and we encountered a a leper colony and i'll never forget those people coming up to us and, and, uh, and they would put lays of flowers around our necks and they literally had nubs of fingers and, 
and they were just missing, you know, ears and, and all kinds of things that, that they had gone through. But, but here are these people who had experienced this, or were experiencing this terrible thing, and they cried out to Jesus to have mercy on them and to help them. And so as they're looking at it, they're, they're looking for something to kind of come out of where they are and what they're going through. The Bible says that Jesus looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now, this is, I mean, like a miracle, Right? These guys have this terrible disease that has dominated their lives. And, and, and as, they, as they go, as Jesus tells them to go, and as they do what he says, they're healed. It's a miracle, right? Now, now, let's think about this. The Bible says that as they went, they were healed. There were how many of them? Ten. How many of them were healed? Ten, Ten right? So it says that all of them were healed. Right, And so I want to make sure that we get this, because here's what the next scripture says. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. And this man was a Samaritan. So how many were healed? Ten, Ten right? How many came back and said, thank you? One. One. Do you see a problem with that? Like, do you, do you get what that means that there were like 90% of them? I mean, we don't know that they were ungrateful, but as far as what they at least demonstrated, they were ungrateful, right? That they didn't even have the decency to go and just say, thank you. Now, you, you got to understand that saying thank you is, and I'm just, I know this about me. It's one of the things that's the hardest things for me to do. Like in the moment, I'm really good at it, but I'm not good at it kind of after that. Because sometimes I get so busy and I get, move on to the next thing. And sometimes I really forget to say thank you. And so there's a lot of you in here that like I owe thank yous to. Because you've done tons of things that have gone somewhat unnoticed, that have gone um, pretty much to, you know, just um, you have allowed things to happen here um, without ever being told thank you. And so... You know, I don't know, um, hopefully I'll do this in person to you, but thank you for all that you guys do. This, I love this church. I love the fact that when we do Great Day Giveaway, man, we're going to have plenty of stuff here because y'all are going to, y'all always come through and you provide things in an amazing way. And so thank you for what you're going to do to minister to those people. I'll never forget that girl winning that laptop and then telling me, you know, I, I'm supposed to start school and I've been, I, don't, I didn't know how I was going to get things done without that. I, I, and we haven't had a chance to follow up. I'd love to be able to just hear how she's doing because I, I pray for her on a regular basis that she's doing well. But we made an impact on that girl in that moment. She realized that she prayed for something and God provided it in a place she never even thought it would happen. But see, we've got to be willing to be able to say thank you. And we've got to be grateful for the things. Here's 10 guys. They all get healed and only one of them stops to say thank you. Think about the times that you walk away from things and you just never say, thank you. There are many times where we do that. We are just naturally like that. And not only did this guy was the only one that came back, he was the one guy who, and we don't know where the rest of them were from, but this guy 
should have been the one who wouldn't even spoken to Jesus. Because he was a Samaritan who didn't speak to, you know, and didn't, and didn't act, interact with Jewish folk, right? So this was the least likely guy, uh, at least uh, that we know of, to, to say thank you, but yet he did. Verse 17, though, Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? I mean, ten lives are miraculously changed, and only one of them really seems to be thankful for it. I think so often we're like that, that we've been changed. God's done amazing things in our lives. And, and, and can I just be blunt with you? We can't get ourselves out of our own way to realize all that he's done for us, and we keep focusing on the things that, that aren't going our way and that we don't get. I'm speaking for me, right? But so many times I have people sitting in front of me, and the one thing that really is the biggest issue is what they're not getting at the moment, and they've completely forgotten what God has done for them in their lives. It's not uncommon for us to do that. If I could have never have done that, I would have saved myself a whole lot of heartache. And if we as, as followers of Christ could, could not do that, we could save ourselves a lot of heartache. We could save the people around us a lot of heartache if we would be focused in on the things that God has done for us, the healing that he has brought us, and to be thankful for it and express that thank you by proclaiming Glory to the one who did it. Today, what I want to do is I want to quickly give you three statements that I believe can help all of us. If we can get these three statements down, that they will help us to have more of a heart of gratitude, to be able to give thanks in every situation, in every place. All right, so let's go quickly. We're going to kind of get through it. Um, the first one is this, that I know every good thing I have comes from God. Three statements that if we can get right will help us to choose gratitude, to help us focus in on that. And the first one is to know that every good thing comes from God. Every good thing. Every good thing. If I say every good thing comes from God, what does that mean? Every good thing, right? Does that mean like some of them? That means all of them. They all come from him. I love what James says in chapter 1, verse 17. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heaven. The, ones that, the one that made it all. That when good stuff happens, it's from him. We need to recognize it as it comes from him. So you're saying, well, what about all the bad stuff? You know what? All the bad stuff passed through his hands, too. So if he allowed those bad things to come our way, then there is a reason why. Sometimes I think we need to be able to even thank him for the bad things sometimes in order to see just how amazing he is in the good things. The, the difficulties we face in life that, you know, he's allowed us to experience them for some reason. Because he is God and he could have stopped it mid, mid, you know, midway, could have made it happen. But he allowed it to happen. Sometimes those are consequences, quite honestly. Sometimes it's us having to deal with, with, hey, you got what you asked for, right? And so sometimes there are just consequences that come our way. 
But then sometimes the bad things are just to make sure that we understand how good the good things are and to bring us to a place of appreciation and, and thankfulness, even in those moments. When I think about the scriptures and we read through them, there's such a list of, of times where uh, people did amazing things and they were only able to do it because of how God worked. You think about Noah and the ark. How does he build an ark without wood? I mean, who provided the wood? Who provided the skill for him to know how to build the ark and, and, and do all the things that he did? It came from God, right? He wasn't, he wasn't a shipbuilder. He'd never done it before, but all of a sudden he was able to do it. I think about the Israelites where God provided bread. Manna dropped from the sky and fed them along the way, and then he provided pillars of fire at night for them to provide. David, man, who made the stone? He provided it for him to be able to take care of Goliath in that moment. Jonah, he sent a fish along to swallow him up so he wouldn't drown and to and then in the, to place him where he needed to be. I think about Mary, how God provided the faith that it must have took for her to be able to trust him as, as this news is unveiled to her that she's going to carry God's son. I think about the wise men that had the star to follow. How God provided so many things along the way for things to be in the place that they were in order for him to be lifted up and for people to see who he truly is. I mean, read the scriptures and, and begin to see all the places that he provided. Think about your life. Think about the moments that he provided things just so in order to, to make things happen the way they did and for you to be able to see what you've seen and experience what you've experienced. And all along the way, the good things come along uh, to, to give us peace and to give us trust and to give us the ability to see God for who He is. Every good thing comes from Him. He gives us our health. He gives us, you know, the ability to do the things that He wants us to do. And so we need to understand that God is completely good. And all good things come from Him. It's not things that we earn. It's not things that we can achieve because we can only earn them and achieve them on the on the skill and the things that he's blessed us with so all good things come from him we need to be able to recognize that and experience that in that manner with that kind of attitude of gratitude that we need to have so here's things to help us choose that thankfulness to know that all good things come from him the second thing is this that i will not let what i want rob me of what i have man isn't this one of the one that maybe gets us the most the things that we want we are so focused on what we want that we totally miss what we have so we got to be willing to say you know what god i, I won't let what i want rob me of what i have I'll not let what I want rob me of what I have. In Ecclesiastes 6.9, Solomon writes this. He says, enjoy what you have rather than desire, desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless like chasing the wind. 
Now, listen, don't, don't hear me. You can still dream. You can still have those kind of thoughts, but, but when they become what drives you, you've totally taken God out of the picture of being able to just trust him for what you do have. Some people are such dreamers. You know, I always think of Cousin Eddie, right? Like my movie, it's about time to watch my movie, you know? That old Cousin Eddie, man, you know, he's holding out for a management position. You know, just get a job. You know, some days you just got to figure out that God's just trying to do something in your life that you need to trust him for and quit trying to make it what you want it to be. Make it what he wants it to be, and I promise you it'll blow away what you want it. Sometimes we got to make minimum ways to really appreciate when we get the big salary. Sometimes we got to be willing to to understand what we have rather than being so focused on what we wish we had. We let it rob us. You know, it's not happy people um, who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. It's when we're thankful that we can truly experience the joy that God wants us to have. But man, when we're totally always wanting something else and, you know, wanting this and that and you know, wanting our way, and we're just wanting to be happy. Listen, if you just want to be happy, then be grateful for what you have. It'll totally change how you look at things. Chasing what you don't have and be thankful for what you got. That's a great way to have a spirit of attitude about you. So often we get, we get wrapped up in, in those things. You know, most of us today, we're going to have three meals unless we choose not to have them. I mean, we'll have something to eat, right? Most of us have a bed to sleep in that's our own. Most of us will, will have heat around us. Most of us will have, you know, the choice. Some of us today, listen, some of us today, one of those meals, we're going to be able to pay somebody to cook it for us. Serve it for us, even clean up after. That's a pretty good deal for me. I don't know about you. Thankful for that. You know, but, but it'll be easy if it doesn't come exactly when I want it to come. If it doesn't kind of look exactly like I want it to look. If, if maybe it, it's just not quite what I thought it would be, it'll be easy to complain about it, won't it? But man, I didn't, have to, I didn't have to cook it. I didn't have to do it. So we have to be careful that we don't just, just focus in. Man, e- listen, even if you're making a minimum wage today, you're still making 32, th- 32 times what the average person in the world makes an hour. 32 times. It's pretty good considering where you could be, right? So we have to be very careful to not be thankful for what we have. So we need to be able to trust him. I love what Paul says in Philippians 4. Um, He says this, that uh, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full stomach or empty with plenty or little, 
for I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. We love to take that scripture and say, okay, that'll help me do whatever I have to do. And really what Paul was saying, listen, you can do everything through Christ if you realize that you can be content where you are. That no matter what situation you're in, no matter what you have and whatever, that you can, you can be content. That's really what Paul was saying. A scripture, we totally use it out of context. He's just saying, listen, you can be content if you have Jesus. You should be content if you have Jesus. Do you, do you really recognize what you have? And so often I get so frustrated with myself when I catch myself. You know, because you know, I, I can just tell you, like lately I've, you know, kind of back through my little truck fever again, and I've been dealing with it, and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to, you know, I, I want, you know, I see everybody with these new trucks, and da, 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 and I'm thinking, man, it must be nice. And then I'm like, you know, it'd be really, it's really nice, nice payment that you probably have on it. It's really, and so, you know, God kind of brings me back down, but, you know, it's so easy to see what we don't have and be so focused on it and totally miss what we, what we have. Don't let what you wish you had rob you of what you really have. Number three, I'll turn every blessing I have into praise. I'll turn every blessing that I have into praise, a way that you can tell people about who God is in your life. Everybody can do it. I'll turn every blessing I have into praise. So often we, we miss that. You know, if we don't turn it into praise, here's what happens. If we don't learn to take those blessings, turn them into praise, here's exactly where we find ourselves. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I deserve that. <laughs> I earned that. You dang straight it ought to be mine. Because I've made, I've done what I needed to do to, to make it possible. I deserve it. I earned it. It's mine. You know, I should have more. I should have better. Man, I went to church this week. Things ought to go good for me this week. I can't believe that, you know. This is, this, is, this is good because of, of me and what I've done. If we don't recognize where the good things come from, if we don't recognize who really gives it to us, and we don't praise him for it, I can tell you it'll, it'll become something about us. And it'll all turn around, and it'll, and it'll lift us up, but it'll never point people towards him. And every good thing comes from him. And so we need to be able to praise him for those good things. The Bible says in Psalm 63, I love, the, David says here, he says, I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands. Can, can we just take a moment? Just, just participate with me, all right? It's everybody. This is, this is like an all-skate. This is all-participate, okay? 
All right, so, so take your right hand, and I want you just to hold it up right here. Okay, come on, right hand. Take your left hand right here, and just lift them up. Hold them there for a second. Like, I know you, maybe you got some injuries or whatever, but just hold them. You know, if you got to do what, whatever you got to do, just get them here. So lift your hands up and say, thank you. That was pretty easy, right? All right, one more time. Ready? Thank you. Okay. All right, you can put them down. Because I know some of y'all, you're getting uncomfortable in the Baptist church with your hands up in the air. I get it, all right? You know, one time I've made people pretend like they were eating grass in here. Did y'all know that? Did anybody remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all remember that? Made... So now I just made y'all Pentecostal. So that was pretty good. Anyway, no. But really, it's, David says, listen, as long as I'm going to live, I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to lift my hands up, and I'm just going to worship you. You know, sometimes I get a little kind of funny when I'm worshiping, and, and sometimes, you know, I'll lift one hand, and, and my favorite is to lift a fist. And you're like, I'm not, listen, I'm not shaking that at God. I have shook my fist at God, all right, and to be honest with you, but... He taught me how to open up my hand and praise him. But many times when I do that, it's, it's no, God, I, I understand that you're holding my hand. But, for, but sometimes it's both hands. Sometimes it's, it's you know, it's clapping. It's, but it's praising the one who's given stuff to me and, and blessed me way beyond what I deserve to be blessed. And so sometimes you just got to be willing to just let go. We're so afraid that if we, that if we praise him and do it the way that, that he, you know, he tells us to in the scriptures, that, that we're going to you know, do something, you know, we're going to become you know, this Bible-thumping, you know, street-corner preaching kind of person. But listen, you don't have to do that. But just be willing to praise him for what you have and be willing to acknowledge him. And listen, as you and I begin to praise him, as we come out of this series that we were just in about who's your one and how to share your faith and how to help people come to know Christ, listen, if you'll just praise God for the things he blesses you with instead of complaining about the things that, that you don't have or that you wish were different, more people would see him for who he is and, and would come to know him. But we're so good at being negative. We're so good at at doing that. And so David says, I'll praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast, and I will praise you with songs of joy. Sometimes you got to really look to find the, the good in things. Last Sunday, I was supposed to leave after lunch. Um, I had to run home. I was going to pack up, and I was going to Greensboro to the North Carolina Baptist um, convention and um, the pastors' conferences on Saturday and Sunday, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, I get to go get be preached at, and it's so cool. Um, I get to, you know, it's just time for me to grow. And uh, I was supposed to leave that afternoon. I went home. I kind of fell asleep a little bit. Just took me a little nap, and uh, was woken up by the phone. And uh, I said hello, and he said, "Hey, this is so and so from the Stanley County EMS." Um, and you know, like before, like I. Before he could say anything else, like my mind raced through the fact that I was home alone and that um, Allie and my oldest daughter was out in the car one way, and Kelly, my wife, was in the car the other direction. And I kind of almost didn't even think about, <laughs> about 
my dad, but, but he says, I've got your dad, you know, here in the ambulance with me. We're on our way to, to Northeast. He's been in a car accident. And, um, you know, you're kind of like, like, what do you do with that? You know, okay, thank you. You know, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, what, what's going on? And he, so he reassured me kind of where things were. And uh, so, um, so I went ahead, I grabbed my stuff and um, I went, he took off the Concord and, and got down there and realized that, you know, he was um, banged up pretty good. Some, had three broken ribs, had a big gash in his head and in this collar thing, you know, and doing all this stuff. And, and uh, so you, you know, so as I'm driving though, I remember thanking God. You know, I was thanking God, obviously, that my dad was, for what this guy had told me, and I trusted him that he was okay. But I thanked him, though, that it wasn't my wife, and I thanked him that it wasn't my girls. Right? So you gotta, you got to be able to find what to be thankful for, even in the midst of what is bad. And so I was so thankful that they were okay. And, um, I mean, you know, I'm not, some of y'all may, I'm not an emotional guy. But it, it, it was an emotional time for me because, like, you know, you kind of get that adrenaline rush, and then it hits you, and you kind of let go. And um, so, uh, so I had to, you know, kind of pull over, clear my eyes a couple times, and, and get onto the hospital. But then, you know, I got there, found out all this. And so, um, you know, there's some things that my dad, we found through all of that testing that he's going to have to have some more tests done and could be some other things going on. But, um, but you know, I had to find them, then say, well, God, I'm thankful that this happened. You know, now, you know, because an inch, you know, a foot one other direction, it's a totally different wreck. Um, you know, and um, had my dad not been there, the other people probably would have hit an embankment and been killed. And, and so I'm just thinking, man, there's like all kinds of ways to find to be thankful in this. Um, but then that if they found these things and they can be dealt with before now, before they get worse, then you know what? The, the wreck's worth it. You know, my dad's worried about his little red truck, and I'm thinking, God, you know, you could blow that truck up. I don't care. I'm just thankful that you've, you know, you, you kept my dad safe in that little red truck. And, and so, you know, you, you, I'm not perfect in it. But listen, if we'll begin to find the good things in life and find where we've been blessed beyond what we deserve and be thankful for what is and, and, and thankful for that it's not what could have been, then can I just tell you that life begins to take on a whole new look. And God begins to take on a whole new look to us. That he doesn't become this magic genie that we think we can rub on a little bit and poof, he pops up and does what we want him to do. But that we realize that he loves us so much. And not only did he love us enough to send his son to die on a cross for us, to pay the price for us, but he loves us enough to still give us things that are always good for us. Things we don't deserve. And yes, he has a wrath. And yes, there are consequences to our sin. And yes, all of that about him, that is true. But ultimately, his desire was to have a relationship with us. And so if we don't have anything else to be thankful for, if, if your life is going to hell in a handbasket and you feel like things are falling apart and things are terrible and you just can't, can I just tell you that nothing else, man, he's giving you breath for today. And that means that you have an opportunity to, to one, to come into a relationship with him deeper. And two, to then just to be able to be used by him to be a vessel that he continues to take the message of the good news 
to this world. And I can't think of a better place and a better thing to be thankful for than that. Now today, we're, we're running a little long on time, and so here's what we're going to do. We're not going to have a, a, a closing song. Um, and so I appreciate y'all preparing that and being ready to do that, but we're not going to do that today. Um, but here's what we're going to do. We're just going to pray together. And, and I'm going to invite you that if you have something that, that you've thought of, that you're thankful for, that you've not thanked God for this week or ever, I, I'm just going to ask you to come up here and it's going to be weird as can be, y'all. But this is how I believe we're supposed to do it. I want you to come up here. I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to pray and just say thank you. If you don't want to come up here, stay back there. Lift your hands and say thank you. I don't, whatever you want to do and feel comfortable doing, that's fine. But by golly, today we're going to give thanks. We're going to be thankful for something. Find out what it is that you need to be thankful for. And let's give him thanks for it. And then at the end of that, I'm going to pray, and we're going to be dismissed. Never done it that way, but we're going to do it that way. Ready? I'm going to pray, and if you want to come forward, come forward. If you don't, you stay where you're at. But in the, in the moment, we're just going to lift hands, and we're going to just say thank you. God, I pray to, in these moments that first off, that God, that we are so thankful that you have been here. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love. We thank you for how you care for us. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, that you sent to die on the cross to pay the price for our sins so that you, you, you could have a relationship with every single one of us. God, that none of us were worthy of it. None of us deserved it. But God, you loved us enough that you sent him to die and pay the price for our sins so that we could be forgiven, set free, and spend forever with you in heaven. And so today, God, I pray that if someone's here and never received that, that today would be the day that they would just accept that to know they can confess their sins, be forgiven of it, turn and know that you are right there with them and loving them for the rest of eternity. So God, today we pray that that, that would be the first thing that would happen. The second God today is that you would remind us of things that we've just failed to be thankful for, to show gratitude to you. Maybe it's that we need to go thank someone else, that you use someone else in our lives, and we need to go say thank you for that. But God, today, I pray that in these moments that we would just be thankful. Nothing mystical, nothing, you know, crazy, just today that we would just be thankful. And so we pray that you'll just move in each of our hearts and lives, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So together, can we just lift our hands? Thank you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed.